previously on ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei. Following a particularly stressful and very uh, <laughs> successful, very 100% successful raid on the Cabbage Garden being run by Nellyao the Gardener, they uh, decided that they were going to take a little break, uh, indulge their vices, work on some projects, etc., and discover some strange things about each other and about the world around them. So some major stuff that happened, Wei Young discovered that Neliao the Gardener had been trying to exterminate some members of Tonin's family because they were heretics, what? Went and spoke with the Gardener and didn't get a whole lot of information. Uh, realistically got more information than he should have gotten because <laughs> Neliao the Gardener just straight up did not want to talk to him. But yeah, now is trying to learn whatever he can about Tonin. Seaway uh, got his face done up a little bit so he doesn't look like he got into a massive brawl. And Tonin spoke with a spiritualist in his singing bowl room <laughs> and then discovered the ghost that is chasing after him and saw the face or rather lack thereof of this monster. Lots of teeth and fewer eyes than you would expect, but more <laughs> eyes than you would expect at the same time. And so with all of this having happened, let's just ch let's check in with the masked spirits and see how things are going here in the world of of Blades in the Tao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Tao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young, Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru, and Evan Peterson as Si Wei Ling. Yeah, so we sit here at a kind of an inflection point where <laughs> stuff is starting to get very tense. How are we all just kind of feeling, generally speaking? I like how you say it's starting to get really tense, as if we haven't been tensed up for like two full episodes in a row now. Speak for yourself, man. I feel great. I'm doing really good right now. <laughs> yeah, Wei Young stuck to the plan and he's doing fine. Yeah, I took zero stress in that fight. I was A-OK -okay the whole time. Yeah, I just realized actually yesterday that we're seven episodes in and only one of you, strictly speaking, has fought anybody so far. <laughs> well, that's good, isn't it? We're supposed to be like criminals. If we can avoid a fight, then cool. I mean, yeah, it means you guys are fulfilling your roles. Yeah, I was about to say, based on our playbooks, I am the muscle. <laughs> I am the danger. Yeah, compare this to D&D &D, where we all would have killed many, many creatures by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, first thing we're going to do is a little bit more bookkeeping. We're going to mark some XP yeah. because we didn't do that at the end of last episode. Let's just start with our crew playbook. You guys are very, very close to getting a level up on your crew XP. Hot dog. Yeah, we are. So first question, did you execute a successful battle, extortion, sabotage, or smash and grab operation? Sabotage, right? Yeah. I mean, well, we, it, did we, was it successful if they already were doing the thing we we were gonna do to sabotage them. Well, look, we were we were partially successful on pretty much all of those. We battled, yeah. We sabotaged, we smashed and grabbed. I think if we did a third of those a third well, we should be 100% successful on that. Yeah. All in all, you did one complete job. And in a way, <laughs> reporting them to the authorities is sabotaging their operation yeah. by knowing about their secret spirit mustache. And you alone battled the entire crew. Like, you are a one-man army, so... Only if I drink Rages. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we can mark one XP for that. And that means we're leveled up! Yes! At this point, 
point, yeah, let's let's just go ahead and resolve our level up real quick. So at this point, now that we have ticked in all eight marks in our XP track, we're going to clear those back down to zero and we get a special ability or two upgrades. Ooh. I mean, there's one, fiends. Fear is as good as respect. We count each wanted level as if it was turf. We have a wanted level. We do have one wanted level now. Are you going to be hoping to reduce your wanted level at some point, though? Probably. Probably, yeah. That's a balance to keep in mind. And we all we all have our own goals as players, because, like, as Seaway, I kind of want the one that says, when you execute an assault plan, take a plus one die to the engagement roll. Because <laughs> I want to <laughs> do a lot of assaults. <laughs> Why would you want that? That's crazy. Although the ability is called door kickers, and I wish it made you better at kicking doors. <laughs> um, you know, we rolled a terrible engagement roll last time. It was bad. Just awful. Um, the Shadows has one called Slippery. When you roll entanglements, roll twice and keep the one you want. Oh. And as part of that, when you reduce heat on the crew, take an additional die. So entanglements are different from the engagement roll. Oh, it is? Yes. Entanglements are like when Jenna was visited by the bossing say guard for information, or like when you get a spirit tailing you, for example. Oh. The engagement roll is the one that you make when you are starting the job. The other one comes after you finish the job. Okay. Yeah, so if we're ready to commit to more assault plans, that sounds like the door kicker might help us more with our engagement roles. So I'm not telling you guys how to play, but there's a thing called anointed where I get a plus one die uh, to resistance rolls against supernatural threats. That's what I want right now. I mean, part of that is one one more die to healing rolls due to supernatural harm. Or if you look on the crew sheet of the crew type that you are, there's one called forged in fire, which means you gain plus one die to all resistance rolls. Oh. Well, I, I was about to say, I don't want to help to so I think we should do something else. Uh, we could do Forge to the Fire. No, 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 no. I I've got myself into this mess. He's right. I should I should get myself out in some way. I, I yeah, Forged in Fire or Door Kickers. I like both of those. I will throw in for Forged in Fire because those resistance rolls are useful, and I feel like it would be good to be able to use them more often and feel a little safer about it. All right, <laughs> Forged in the Fire. And this is a good opportunity, probably, to reiterate. Like it was kind of flash in the pan when I explained this, but. Whenever I offer you a consequence for a failed roll or another source, you can say, no, I don't want that to happen. And you can make a resistance roll to not have to do that consequence. So we're bulletproof now. Uh, <laughs> why would you even say that? <laughs> Bullets don't exist yet. So we are bulletproof in a sense. And then we get to question number two. Did you contend with challenges above your current station? It felt like it. Yeah, I mean, it sure felt like it. <laughs> we were not doing well. But I'm not sure if we actually were. Melio is above our, our station. Yeah, I think she was tier two, if I remember right. Yeah, you guys are tier zero. So, I mean, numerically above our station at the very least. Yeah, I think we can get an XP for that. Next, did you bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one? See that one? I don't know because we didn't do well. <laughs> Here's the thing. What is your reputation? Your reputation is ambitious. Oh, okay. Based on what you did, are people going to look at the Masked Spirits and say, those guys are ambitious? You don't have to be successful to be ambitious. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say yes. Fail big. As long as you try big, it's okay. That was the mantra of our improv teacher back in college. Fail big? Yeah. If you're going to fail, fail big. I like it. Nice. And then the final one, did you express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew? Yes. Mm -hmm. In multiple ways, yes. 100% yes. If anything, we created some more internal conflict. <laughs> I would agree with that. So that brings us up to three XP on our XP track. 
And let's see, there is one more bit of bookkeeping that I want to do before we leave the crew sheet. Uh, Nellyow the Gardener is dead, so you gain two heat. Hot dog. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. You're not sorry. I mean, not really. You broke your personal rule about not using poison so that you could kill this person. Immediately. It was like the next session. Look, exceptions need to be made for specific people. I don't kill with poison <laughs> unless I want to, okay? In my, in my defense, she sucks. <laughs> so, like, have you met her? Like, come on, guys. All right. Let's go through each of our individual playbooks for our characters, then. Let's take a gander first at Siwei Lang. First, did you address a challenge with violence or coercion? Hmm. <laughs> what an interesting question to ask. Can I vote that he gets two XP for that? I, I also would say that you get two XP for that. Thank you. <laughs> Next, did you express your beliefs, drive, heritage, or background? So one comment I want to make here real quick. Uh, last time around, we brought up the idea of, you know, giving the power to the people as it were. However, we did run into a bit of an issue in terms of if you don't know the person's inner monologue, then you maybe can't quite know if they succeeded or not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to reference our old friend Fate Condensed. Ooh. This is another version of the Fate Core system. And on page 14, they talk about something called the bogus rule. The idea being that in Fate, you have these aspects that you can use to potentially power a reroll. And what the bogus rule does is, when an aspect could justifiably help your efforts, describe how it helps and spend a Fate point to invoke it. What is and isn't justifiable is subject to the bogus rule. Anyone can say that's bogus to invoking an aspect. <laughs> Simply put, the bogus rule is a calibration tool that anyone at the table may use to help the group make sure that the game stays true to its vision and concept. So I think in this instance where the individual characters know their internal drives better than the others, you can say whether you think you succeeded or not, but everybody else is always free to invoke the bogus rule. I like that. Mm -hmm. You've given me a mechanic to make sure my friends can't advance. Yeah, you can sabotage your friends and thereby your entire crew if you want to. Yeah. You can hinder yourself by making sure that your friends don't see success and growth. I, I don't know if I get 2xp, but I will say beliefs drives heritage or background and i've made it very clear what drives seaway is money and i was able to resist rage essence enough to go into a room that i knew had money in it and take it. <laughs> you were all drugged up you chose not to hit me over money mm -hmm. you must really like money i do are you secretly scrooge mcduck <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got his own 20 foot by 20 foot room next to yours it's just filled with coin <laughs> for swimming in <laughs> now remember seaway's secret is a lot more mundane than your secret it's not stranger than your secrets <laughs> yeah. I'll say at least one for that move. Right on. And then, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? I did not. All right. And before we move on from your XP, I just want to get a real quick statement from you about uh, sort of the internal state of Seaway Lang in light of everything that's been going on lately. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. First off, he's worried that having a broken nose is going to make him an unwelcoming presence at a pet store because his face is all bruised and he has two black eyes and whatnot. Mm. Two, uh, he's nervous about his mask and how to either get it fixed or get a new one <laughs> because now the nose is broken off. Uh, and three, he is maybe sort of realizing this is a bit more serious than maybe he was treating it, realizing that 
there might be behind the scenes things with his compatriots that he doesn't know about that could be a lot bigger than maybe like he knew mentally that they had big ambition but uh he i guess it hadn't set in fully and now he's kind of like oh i'm in this uh (laughs) and these guys are gonna potentially get me into some crap (laughs) nice insights there now let's pass over to tonin yoru First question, did you address a challenge with deception or influence? Yes, all of my everything with deception all the time. Mm -hmm. I am deception. You are deception, and I think since you even brought that to bear with your friend Wei Young, dressing him up as a guard and everything with the costume, I think we could possibly give you two for that. I'll take it. Question number two. I'm waiting for Thomas to say... No, I'm not going to drop the bog- if it Look, this is a, an arms race we're in. If I start dropping bogus, you're going to start dropping bogus, and then I don't get to advance. Mutually assured destruction. Yeah. All right, question number two. Did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? In a pretty big way. I mean, the whole Nelio thing was sort of my background coming to bear, and the fact that I was able to take her out is huge. The ramifications of that in my personal life are way i didn't i genuinely didn't think it would work like (laughs) i thought she would have immunities to poison after all that had happened and like worked her way to be so hard to kill but it it worked and now i'm kind of kind of freaking out yeah you rolled really (laughs) well look at that so i think because you did so well at expressing your drives and your background that your rival is dead i think we can probably give you two for that also we probably need to get you a new rival yes since you're in the business of killing rivals you could uh you could have my rival if you want (laughs) no you're trying to befriend your rival so you can get poison immunity oh yeah i'm trying to al capone him so looking at your sheet here we've got a drug dealer a tavern owner and a jailbird Hmm. Would there be anything more thematically appropriate that you would want to use? Perhaps I have a rival I don't know about. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. Let me take a gander at my very short list of other important NPCs real quick. (laughs) I feel like I just saw a spark go off behind your eyes. I'm going to make a fortune roll to see whether I take potentially a fairly big swing here. Oh my, let the fates decide. I like big swings. All right, fortune roll says it's not going to be a super big swing. That said, I do still like the idea of the drug dealer because I think that could bring some fun stuff just to the story. All right, the drug dealer is my new enemy. Breaking Bad, here we come. Yeah, so the name on the sheet is Brill. That's the Duskfall name. Do we want a different name? Sure, give me a bossing say name. All right, an abider name or a Daofei name? Drug dealer feels Daofei. Turns out he's just a pharmacist. <laughs> All right, your rival's name is Falcon. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. And at some point, I'm sure we'll figure out why you and Falcon hate each other. Yep, okay, I've got, I've got an idea already. <laughs> and then, question number three, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? This is the first time I think I can say yes to that. Indeed, yes. What is uh, your justification here? Well... Wei Young is poking around now in things best left alone, buddy. You don't know that. No, but I'll tell you what, I already know it's going to start causing me issues pretty soon. Not to mention the ghost. I don't know if that counts as a trauma. Yeah, the ghost is completely separate from your vices and traumas. Okay, that's just a struggle all by itself. Yeah, because trauma is an actual game rule. It's a me- <laughs> Right, it's a mechanic once you get enough stress. You struggled from actual trauma, but not game mechanic trauma. <laughs> that was your mistake. <laughs> well, maybe I, maybe I can't say yes. I mean, I thought I could. I definitely uh, had that moment with the spiritualist with uh, indulging my vice. Yeah. 
I think where it stands with me is we know that both of, well, whether you know or not, we know that both of your teammates are suspicious of you because of stuff related to your vice. So I'll take I'll take an XP point if the others don't call Garbanzo or whatever it was. Bogus. 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 That's, That's so wrong from the actual how, words. How did you go from <laughs> bogus to Garbanzo? Bogus. That's not right. It's got to be Garbanzo. Look, they both have a B. They both have a G. <laughs> All right. So I level up. Right on. So are you going to be leveling up in your playbook or in one of your attributes? In one of my attributes. All right. So you've filled up insight. Yes. Where are you going to put that action? Dot. I'm going to put that into Tinker. Interesting. With the singing bowl coming along, I'm going to need to make a few little adjustments here or there. Also, after our first few things, I think it might be useful to have someone who can pick a lock. <laughs> that feels like a tinkery thing. That door was unlocked. We could, we just opened it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in the future, some doors might not be unlocked, and <laughs> I want to be able to unlock doors. All right. And before we move on from Tonin, could you give us, Christian, maybe some insight into the internal situation, the internal state of Tonin Yoru? He has no stress marked, but he is very stressed. He's a little shaken, you might say. Yes, the harm is still there. The, the level one harm of shaken is still there, and he sort of feels like Siwei is okay with things. He doesn't know anything about Wei Young yet, but the vibes are off. Things are just looking rough, and he, he feels a little bit of a almost hollow victory with the death of Nelio because it doesn't bring anybody back. He has told his family, so hopefully that brings some sort of solace, but the ghost is just the biggest thing right now. The fact that he is haunted by a spirit, especially with his connection to spirits, he's not having a good time. Yeah, might have to be doing some damage control, put out some fires amongst the crew in the near future. Yeah. All right. And then our third character, good old Mr. Who. First question for you, did you address a challenge with calculation or conspiracy? As far as the actual heist itself goes, I don't think so. I did go sneaking around. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind is whenever we ask these questions, it covers the entire duration from the last time we marked XP. So oh, that includes okay. the planning phase and the heist and the downtime afterwards. Oh, well, if we're counting that, then my downtime activities, because I've got like conspiracy to figure out what's going on with Tonin. I'm figuring <laughs> out how to get the, well, the soup kitchen going so that I have some more social standing all in my quest for power. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd say, yeah. That sounds appropriate to me. Next, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? I mean, I believe that I'm the best and that everyone else should get out of my way. So <laughs> by removing Nellyow from this situation and her wicked influence, I'd say yes. That seems like enough for me if the others are amenable to it. No guacamole here. You're not even trying anymore, dude. <laughs> and the final question. Did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? Nope. Right on. And now, before we move on from you, Thomas, what's going on inside that noggin of Wei Young's at the moment? Wei Young's having a heck of a good time. Uh, <laughs> things are actually going really well for Wei Young. Because, like, we sorted out Nelliao. I'm starting the soup kitchen up. It's just going to make my social standing in the lower ring much better and prove that I'm a benevolent leader. So when I'm eventually Earth King, people are going to be on board with me. And on top of that, I've got dirt on Tonin now, so, like, I can start blackmailing as needed. <laughs> you can just talk to me! No! What? <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually just thinking before we got to this, like, the difference between my gamer brain and then me as an actual person, because, like, I'm looking at all of the long-term project clocks we've got going on, and we have a 12 clock here to investigate the Yoru sect. 
And the GM in me looks at that and goes, that is so inefficient. Why don't you just go talk to Tonin? But then I think about who I am in real life. And I'm like, no, I also probably would do that same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does it for marking XP. And now we get into some free play before we figure out what our next job is going to be. Now we have several options ahead of us. Like we've talked about previously, we have our entire claims map to be looking at. And also I have some quest hooks that I can give you. So the main question here is, do we want to pursue one of those claims? And if so, which? You don't get coin for doing those, but you do gain pretty good mechanical benefits. Or if you feel like maybe you want some coin, do you want me to drop another plot hook for you guys? Um, If I do want to get this spirit off my back, is that something I could enlist the crew's help in doing, or do I have, like, mechanically, do I have to do that myself? So what it says for the entanglement is, a rogue spirit is drawn to you, acquire the services of a spiritualist, or attempt to destroy it, banish it, or deal with it yourself. Oh, I just want my buddies to help me out. I feel like you're asking a lot here, pal. Buddies? Buddies? We're, co- we're co-workers. Yeah. Wow. You're a face stealer. <laughs> this is purely a business decision. You... I was going to say, you don't know that, but you do know that. <laughs> um, well, all I know is I saw the ghost. I ran. So I come busting into the shop, panting, and I run into the back, throw my mask on, and huddle in a corner for a bit. And as soon as you walk in, Coinworth has been making like some crudités, and then he stops and looks over at you, and then turns back to Wei Young and says, That's the demeanor of a man what's been tailed by a spirit. Mark my words. Ned, if I ever end up being Day, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, behind the scenes, we have all been preparing backup characters in the event that one of our main characters kicks the bucket or has to, like, go on a bender because they overindulge in their vice, for example. And, uh, yeah, we got our first little indication of what maybe some of our plans are. <laughs> and he's not going to sound like that, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you can try your best. I'll do my best. <laughs> ah, yes. That does seem to be a man who has been afflicted by some wicked spirit. Uh, I'll go over and grab one of the cutest animals we have in the store right now. A hamster panda. <gasps> and nice. Oh my gosh. I'll take one of those and take it in and just um, hand it to Tonin to comfort him. That's not fair. You just <laughs> off the top of your head invented the cutest thing that anybody in the Avatarverse has just ever a, invented. Is it like just a, a hamster-sized panda? Because that's incredible. <laughs> but it's got the soft fur of like a teddy bear hamster. Yes. That is bananas, But the dude. coloring and markings of a panda. Holy cow, oh my man. gosh. What have you done? I don't uh, Okay. I mean, I still think turtle ducks might be the cutest thing. But. Imagine a hamster panda riding a turtle duck. <gasps> okay. Seaway, you need to make a new sign for your pet shop, and it's a hamster panda riding a turtle duck. It says, they gotta go fast. It's inevitable. <laughs> That'll be our logo. Yeah. Uh, I know what I'm making for the next sticker pack. <laughs> Well, I'm going to very much cuddle this thing and take a moment to calm myself down. Uh, fan artists out there, actually, that'll be a little contest. Draw the draw your version of a hamster panda. <laughs> Riding a turtle duck, oh man. So I'm going to give it a cuddle and look up. It was absolutely not worth it getting that spirit moss, especially because we didn't even need it. <laughs> I'm... I'm haunted. And I mean that literally, not in any sort of figurative way. I am being haunted. Did you lead him back to the shop? 
No. You wait. <laughs> I can always tell if someone's lying. Is he lying? <laughs> I don't know if I'm lying. <laughs> well, you pulled out your spirit bane charm, you showed it to the spirit, and it hissed in a voice that didn't interact with your eardrums, but somehow made it to your brain anyway, and you ran back to the shop. Yeah, um, you blasted fool. Have you led a spirit back to our secret hideout? Um, I don't think so. I really, I don't think I did. I'm pretty well versed in spirits and how to handle them generally. This one, a little freakier than the ones I'm used to. Uh, so I could really use some help getting rid of it if... <sighs> I don't want to drag you all into my problems, but we are a crew, you know... I want you to succeed at your at your goals. And is he lying? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't trust me at all anymore. Why would I? <laughs> I'm not lying. That is genuinely how Tonin feels. Tonin does have a sense of found family connection with you, and that is the honest truth. Well, that's a one-way street. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> However, it would behoove us to get rid of this wicked spirit. Seaway, uh, I know you've had a bit of a rough go. Will you be able to assist us in this matter? Of course. I help wherever's needed. And at that point, I'm going to walk over and grab a nail and a hammer from some of the materials I've been using to work on the shop. And I'm going to head out to the front of the store and I'm going to hang my spirit vein charm above the door frame. <laughs> smart. That's really smart. Smart move. That's a good move. Yeah. As you are hammering the spirit vein charm up above the door frame, you hear footsteps coming down the street and you turn and you do a little double take and you see Jenna is walking towards the shop. <gasps> With your busted face. My face. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll be like, Dun, 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 turn and look and just do one huge hammer swing to finish the nail and then rush inside. <laughs> All right. And you get in there, you leave uh, Ling Zhao, one of Eel Hound's boys, up there to watch the front of the store. And after a while, he comes into the back and says, uh, Hey, uh, Jenna's here. She has some information <laughs> for us. And he comes in the back and uh, Tonin's like, quickly make-upping my face. <laughs> Allow me to go speak with Jenna. You boys play with your makeup. Now, Jenna. <laughs> yes. What seems to be the matter? Ah, uh, well, I was, you know, listening around to some of the different servants, you know, we have a big old network across Bossing Say. If you wanted to mechanize that and get, like, an additional bonus from the fact that you have informants, you could maybe try and get the informants claim. Just something to throw out there. <laughs> I certainly would appreciate that. <laughs> yes. That is, that is an option that's open to you. Another option that's open to you, we have discovered that uh, the catacombers and the apothecarial society have teamed up there's some weird stuff going on in the crystal catacombs mm. so as we know kind of one of the major goals of the apothecarial society is to master the uses and applications of spirit moss and there's a lot of spirit moss that's growing in the crystal catacombs and the catacombers they usually like to use the crystal catacombs as a route to help people travel unseen throughout the city and with all this weird spirit stuff going on down there it's a little and i know that seaway knows sawtooth over at the apothecarial society and uh way young you know riven over at the catacombers don't you i certainly do but i have to ask jenna how do you get all this information i'm really good at my job <laughs> holy cow i need to be paying you more 
Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm going to give her a bag of coin. I've got it. Ooh. Oh, oh, thank you. You've done excellent work for me, Jenna, and I hope to continue our relationship in the future here. So please take this as an investment in you. Oh, thank you. Oh, goodness. And she takes it and she just hides it in her dress <laughs> and says, so, yeah, if you're interested in, you know, maybe getting some, well, I know that you guys are on good terms with the Apothecary Society, maybe not so much on good terms with the Catacombers, but the Catacombers are willing to put aside old grievances for the sake of getting some people in to help with their weird spirit shenanigans going on down there. Well, this is really great timing, I must say. We are dealing with our own spirit shenanigans at the moment. Um, who should I contact at the uh, Catacombers? Uh, you know Riven the Chemist, right? Yeah, I'm asking, though, who should I contact? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Riven is the one who kind of put out the feelers and whatnot. Awesome. <laughs> really like that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jenna. Um, w- would you like to speak with Siwe? I think he's about done getting dressed now. <laughs> oh, if, if Siwe is... Uh, I mean, I don't want to impose myself, Look, but if Siwe is not busy at the moment... Jenna, I know how you feel about Siwe. I can always tell when somebody's lying. <laughs> and she just freezes. Her face goes white. I have not informed him. Don't worry. I actually... I think you're a great gal, Jenna, and I want to help you with this matter. Just wait here a moment. I'll go back and get Seaway and say, Jenna's here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's here. She wants to see you. She's not like, oh, around. She's here. She's in the building. Tonin, am I ready? Well, the artist can't choose the canvas, but you look great. <laughs> Is he lying about him looking great? I mean, he looks... He, he's... he's he looks okay. <laughs> Do we want to leave this up to fate? Yeah, let's roll for it. What do I roll? Let's have you roll with finesse, I suppose. Okay, I'll take one die in that. Do I get any bonuses for using my fine disguise kit? Yes, the effect level is going to be increased. Okay, so I will roll one die. That's a five. That's not bad. Nice. So, yeah, Seaway, you, your, your nose is maybe a little lumpy in some places, but it looks normal aside from that. Okay. I'll go out to see Jenna. It's lumpy, but it's a nose. Greetings, Jenna. What what are you what are you doing in the store today? Oh, you know, I'm just here to check out the panda hamsters. <gasps> you know, they're just the cutest darn things that ever been seen in Bossing Say. Oh my gosh, you heard. And I'll run over and grab one from the cage. <laughs> yeah, I'm also just like imagining the entire conversation that was had about like trust and we need to like I'm haunted. Just this intermittent squeaking as he's <laughs> squeezing this panda hamster like a stress toy. <laughs> His eyes just bug out of its head every time. <laughs> I'll go and grab one and bring it back to the counter and it does little somersaults on the counter. And uh, while Jenna is just chittering with glee at this display from the panda hamster, let's start talking in the back rooms about, you know, like I said, we have a few options. We've got our quest hook from Jenna. We've also got some claims that we can go after. So what do we think we want to do next? Oh, real quick before, can I ask Jenna one more thing before we move on? Oh yeah. Jenna knows everyone. Um, do you know anyone that could fix a mask? Hmm. I'm going to roll a fortune roll for Jenna. Uh, yeah, I have some friends uh, over at the Flying Opera Company. They do, you know, theatrical <laughs> performances and whatnot. <laughs> oh, that would be excellent. Um, I had the idea of maybe uh, repairing it with gold the way they do pottery, but if that would be uh, out of the possibilities, I'd understand. But anything to get this fixed would be greatly appreciated. 
Oh, well, I mean, if you've got the material for it, I know that Wong over at the Flying Opera Company, he is very, very skilled in many different forms of art. Uh, if you can supply the gold, I'm sure that he could maybe help you with the repair of it. That would be excellent. I'll reach out to him. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Next chance I get, I'll buy some gold. Just don't don't tell them who you're affiliated with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I have this giant creepy wolf mask. I'm a street performer. <laughs> Can you fix it? <laughs> Now, this is probably a good time to mention that the Flying Opera Company is not just an opera company. They are one of the Dao Fei gangs in Bossing Se. Yeah. And uh, not only that, Kiyoshi is part of the Flying Opera Company. Yeah. Like the Avatar <laughs> is part of the Flying Opera Company. So definitely don't mention who you're working with, pal. <laughs> if I'm going to be the Earth King, I can't get Kiyoshi on my tail or I'm going to die. <laughs> Should we get back to the back room and planning? Yeah. I will say, I just gave away my last coin to Jenna, so uh, the ones that make us money is the ones that I want. I also like money. I have no money. I have no stash. Um, We're all broke? No, I've got two coin and two coin in my stash. Oh, dang. I didn't take any money from the last job. I did. I just blew it all. So I have zero in my... I have zero coin and zero in my stash. So I am flat broke. Well, we could reach out to the catacombers and see if perhaps they'd be willing to reimburse us for whatever they need assistance in. I like this idea. I also think it would be really helpful if they're dealing with, um, I believe the term she used was spirit shenanigans. Um, she, uh, mentioned to me that you have a good friend in the catacombers. That's something of a stretch. <laughs> I go way back, and it's not a good thing to go way back with him. He's a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And also, he does, like, poisons and stuff, so if he offers you a drink, I would advise against it. Mm. But, however, he does work with the catacombers pretty in-depth. If we want to go speak with him, he may be our best bet. I have no respect for people who use poisons. You should face your problems face to face. <laughs> I think poison has its place. Um, just a question, Ned. Falcon, the drug dealer. Yes. What's he a part of? I'm going to make a fortune roll to see if he's part of a specific organization or if he's just an independent operator. Falcon is part of Gecko's very good smuggling operation. No! Oh, no. <laughs> Gecko Sr. Yeah. Oh, no. They already don't like us. Okay, well, I think the best choice would be to get down in those catacombs, learn what we can about these spirits and how to put them down. I, you both know I have a little bit of a selfish reason for doing that. I'm, I don't like being haunted. It's uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> can I? Here, actually, let me, and I'm going to pull up my parchment and, and charcoal. I've already established I'm a, res a relatively good artist, and I'm going to sketch out the ghost that I saw so that my friends... My very good friends in the crew can see what I saw. Seaway? <laughs> so I'm gonna hold it up. Uh, this this is what the ghost looked like. Only it was green and glowy. Is he lying about the color? Stop. Am I? Was it green? Uh, it was in fact a sickly yellowish green. Oh, I misspoke. <laughs> it was a sickly yellowish green. Well, that is horrifying. Kind of like uh, when eelhound hawks a loogie. That's disgusting. Ugh. Very descriptive, though. Yeah. And weirdly accurate. Weirdly accurate, yeah. Eelhound, <laughs> you should go get that checked out. Are you eating at the soup kitchen? Ah, oh, man. I, if there's anything weird going on with my body, I just tell myself it's not a problem. Pain is in the mind. 
Right on, man. <laughs> uh, can I see that drawing of yours? Oh, of course. I'm gonna. I'll hand it over. Thank you. Eelhound coughs up one of his lungs real quick and shoves it back in as you guys continue to draw. <laughs> I'm gonna take the take the picture and hand it to Day, who's been here the whole time, and uh, I'm gonna say, Day, keep an eye out for the spirit, if you will. Oh, it'll be keeping an eye out for me, that's for sure. So I'll be keeping out two eyes for it. Incredible. I sure hope you don't stick with that voice for the rest of your life. It might change at some point, I can't guarantee. Great, that's going to be awesome for me. (coughs) Day was with me when the spirit first showed up, right? Correct. So he saw it before I did. He did. Okay. Uh, Remind me, because I will forget. I need to talk to Day uh, when we're alone. Cool. For an unrelated reason. All right. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. I'm not doing anything. Are you about to start like a separate recording session with Ned alone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our bonus episode this upcoming month. Uh, <laughs> Evan, Christian, don't listen to the next episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will go. I will reach out to Ribbon and see if we can meet up somewhere. That'll be our best bet to get in with the catacombs, unless you guys have connections that I was not aware of. Nope. I know Jen. He's a calligrapher. Don't know how helpful that will be in, in this uh, particular instance. My only connection is to the Apothecarial Society, so... I mean, the catacombs are working with the Apothecarial Society. Yeah, but you said you were friends with Rivet. Whoa, you said I was friends with Rivet. <laughs> Jenna said you were friends with Rivet. <laughs> Jenna did not say I was friends with Rivet. You weren't even there for that conversation. How would you no, know? she told me while we were playing with the panda. <laughs> Anywho, I will reach out to Rivet. I'm gonna go do our old secret reach out sign. It's secret, so I can't tell you guys about it. <laughs> Which is to send someone to go to Riven and say, hey, Wei Young wants to talk to you. No, we have secrets, all right? Okay, so before you go heading out on your way to speak with Riven, you do have a free moment to chat with Coinworth. Coinworth, day. Day Coinworth. That's me. You are somewhat experienced with the spiritual side of things. Is that not correct? I'm experienced with a little bit of everything I think you'll find, Master Who. I know, it's why I like keeping you around. I would like to recruit that spirit. I don't know if you have a means of communicating with it. Um, maybe, uh, how, how, how intent are you on going through with this plan there, Master Who? I think it would be quite helpful to have someone that I could have haunt my enemies. Noted. Um, uh, I guess I'll... Simply, is it possible? That's that's all I need to know at this juncture. (laughs) Well, spirits all have a different sort of reason why they're hanging around this place, and, you know, the fact that we now have spirits from beyond the grave staying around, this isn't a usual sort of situation, so there's not as much learning or as much understanding that's been going on with these particular types of spirits. If you ask me... The catacombs in the Apothecarial Society, they're the ones who are in really good with the spirits, as far as I know. Maybe some of the other factions, who knows? They're the ones who've been doing the most research lately. So they might be able to get you some more information if you take on this job with them. All right. Well, I would, I would like to keep this between you and I if we can. I don't want the rest of the crew to freak out, especially Tonin. He seems to be... Uh, a little spooked by this ghost, as it were. Yes. Now, I probably should also mention uh, there's a couple other cults. I don't know them as well. There's the Lamplighters and the Painted Zealots. They might have some information about spirits as well, since they are cults and whatnot. Um, and, you know, Nelly Al the Gardener had some stuff going on with spirits as well, as we discovered. So. Hold on a second. Nelio is dead, and the spirits come back from the dead. Is that not correct? That is correct, and if I do recall correctly, a certain entanglement says that a spirit haunting you may be a past victim, so there may be other spirits coming after Tonin in the near future. 
<laughs> I don't want to scare Tonin more than he's already afraid. Let's keep this between you and me for now. If if you can uh, keep an eye out for Nelio's dead spirit, that would be real cool of you. I will keep out both my eyes for Nelio's dead spirit. You're a good man, Day. Hopefully one day your voice is different than what it is. Oh, uh, we'll see, we'll see. On my way to Riven. On your way to Riven. And as Wei Young heads on down to the Crystal Catacombs to speak with Riven the Chemist, I think that's a good place for us to pick up next time. <sighs> I've got good reasons for wanting to recruit a spirit, okay? Sure you do. And they're definitely not nefarious. I mean, if it wasn't so creepy, I would be all about it. Well, I mean, maybe I'll just recruit Nelia's spirit. Okay, that's... I at least know that one. That's a different bag of bad. It's got two eyes. It's a good start. No, when she died, her head just became a cabbage. No, that's worse <laughs> than an eye head. Oh, man. Well, we got more crazy stuff going on, and we'll just have to see what happens next time. But for now, thanks, everybody, so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as everybody in the world is now that hamster pandas are a thing that is part of the collective <laughs> unconsciousness. If you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you would like to talk with Thomas about his efforts to learn how to speak like Michael Caine. Then don't be afraid <laughs> to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Woo! first person we're shouting out is our newest member of the sticker club, Daniel Wolf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, what a great name. I mean, yeah. no bias here. Yeah, Daniel has been actually one of our patrons since the very, very beginning and just this past month upped from the $5 tier to the sticker club tier. Thanks a ton for being with the crew. Uh, been an awesome contributor to the Discord. Lots of cool chats with Daniel over there. And Daniel Wolf is the original Wolf Spirit, the one who inspired Seaway <laughs> to don the mask. <laughs> Dang. Next person we're shouting out is Michael Sear, the founding patron. AOAO. Mikey boy. Michael Sear is the physiker who has been attending to Eelhound. And even though Eelhound doesn't take your advice, you make tons and tons of money off of it. <laughs> he just likes to know what's wrong. I don't want to fix that. I just need to know so I can think about it. Exactly. <laughs> And then the final person we're shouting out today is Elina Georgieva. And Ellie is the member of Jenna's uh, information ring who managed to get that information from the catacombers in the first place to bring it back to the masked spirits. So you have Ellie to thank for this new job opportunity you have. Holy cow. A true informant. That's like, awesome. So much information. Exactly. <laughs> That does it for this week's Batch of Sticker Club patrons. We'll have more to shout out next week. And if you want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Thomas, you want to take that this time around? I would love to take that this time. Thanks for joining us this, this week, folks. Uh, I'd like to pitch to you something that near and dear to our hearts is our fate campaigns. There's a bunch of them. They're all incredible. If I may suggest a personal favorite, highly recommend the Illiterates, wherein a bunch of literary characters go on an adventure. There's a whole bunch of weird stuff. Root beer happens. Big fan. I just want to say I am flummoxed that that is one of your favorites. <laughs> Why? Root beer C came out of that. Uh, Root beer C came out of Desert Island. Oh. But regardless, Illiterates is 
it's weird. It's just, it's unhinged. I love deliterates. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you seen the things I've been doing? I'm a little unhinged. That is true. I guess it's on brand. <laughs> Speaking of unhinged, check out I Cast Fireball sometime. The D&D <laughs> 5e actual play, wherein Ned plays a lunatic kobold druid who's crazy and a lunatic and nuts and unhinged. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but no, for real, it's very good. Um, if you like D&D, that's where you gotta go. Uh, if you haven't gotten enough Avatar yet, however... We do have a previous long-running campaign, uh, Avatar Legends 10,000 Things, starring our own Christian Randall, uh, amongst other people who are not in this podcast at the moment. So, not as imp- Okay, fine, I'll mention them. <laughs> Christian, Caleb, and McKenna go on adventures throughout the Avatarverse doing crazy stuff, trying to prevent the apocalypse and failing at it. Uh, for our last thing, fanrolldice.com. You want some sick dice? Go to fanrolldice.com and use our sick code, Vroom Vroom Fifi, to get yourself a sweet discount on some sick dice. 10% off those dice, and some of those proceeds go back to us Ooh. if you uh, buy some awesome dice there. Important details. Yes. So go get some dice. Go listen to some other shows. You need entertainment. You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> for now, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Ling. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to trust me. Just you wait. I honestly don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I, I said it before. In a TTRPG, if you give any hint that you might betray Thomas, he will never tr- in game. He will never trust you again. The rest of the campaign. I have never given any indication that I would betray him in any way. Yeah, except that you didn't mention the whole I was part of a heretic sect that was full of spirit shenanigans. Uh, and you haven't mentioned all of your secrets. They don't matter for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. How does my spooky my ookie- secrets matter? For for me and that's it how does my spooky ooky affect you well I'll tell you what my my secrets don't affect anyone else all and right mine doesn't either aside from this gang i've never been part of a secret sect of anything okay well i've just got more practice then so i'm an asset to you oh my word. well i'm not i'm not like opposed to you i'm just i need to figure out the whole situation before i know how to utilize you <laughs> the bickering should we get back to the back room and planning yeah <laughs>